This is episode 137. $600? R. Kelly must have peed on it or something. <laughs> you know what? Get bent if you don't like it. <laughs> uh, good morning, Tone Controllers. You'll see later what that means. <laughs> Brought to you by Casey Kasem. <laughs> It's the tone control. Bing! See? Verbal bell. Verbal bell. Man, we just got like three three title options we into just... the intro. <laughs> Maximize title space. Okay, well, I'm, okay, I'm now, recording you. Now so. it has begun. <laughs> I'm, I'm recording you either way, so. Okay. <laughs> Ugh, what a, I am saving up, and I, I think and last time, uh, I, I think I said I'm in the home stretch for saving for yeah. a new computer. Um, that That's still true. I just have not had any time to really, like, look at computers and go shopping. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It, it's happening. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, uh, cool, cool. So, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, Derek. Thanks, Justin. I like how you threw that in there. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> this is all part of my plan, my grand plan to better myself, starting, of course, with Instagram and ending with being able to say the names of my friends. Yes. Setting well, our sights high. While talking to them in a way that doesn't sound like a foreign language textbook translation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing that now in my you know, head. <laughs> I find myself when talking to my friends, unless I'm trying to get their attention, I don't say their names very often. Yeah. In, in reference to themselves, like to themselves. I, uh, if I'm talking to in Beth, reference be, to themselves, to themselves. Yes. Right. It, uh, <laughs> of course. When talking to someone else, I'd be like, "Oh, well, Justin told me this." I wouldn't be like, "Yeah." You know. Anyway, so Justin, blah 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 blah. I would just be like, "So." Blah, 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 blah. It, right, you know, unless that, you're trying to draw their attention. Yeah, you never. In fact, if I if I call Marielle by her name, she thinks that I'm mad at her ah. because that's the only time, right? Yeah, <laughs> where I'd be like, "Uh, Marielle." <laughs> <laughs> so if I just say it, she's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is awful, and I shouldn't be laughing about that, but I am. <laughs> huh? Huh? You what? <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah, uh, that's that's us. <laughs> that's us. That's our names. I am so tired today, mm-hmm. my good man. I I just worked. I I got out here early and I worked while I ate breakfast, and then I just brought food out here and worked while I ate lunch. It's just, uh, it's just something. I, I, I get like- I get these things dropped on me. And it's kind of a last minute thing. And, you know, I'm at a point where I, I'm I'm a big enough person, a big confident enough person where I would say no to stuff. But yeah. Knowing when to say no is that's a a, a difficult tipping point. Yeah. And but but the thing I've done is I've I've gotten myself in with people who uh respect my time and 
efforts enough that they know if what they're asking me is like very fast turnaround times with very hard work, they're mm. paying for it. Well, and so okay. it's like, okay, this is this is the price that makes it seem worth it to me. So I'm yeah. like, I'm tired, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not stick my neck out for them because yeah, they know what it's it, worth and they're doing it, yeah, you know. So I'll do it, but it'll cost you. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> like quite literally. Yeah, this guy said when he when we first got together, he was like, "Okay, like here's the client. Like things are going to come in. It's a it's a podcast um, for a big company." But he was like, "When things are going to come in from them, sometimes it's going to be like we need to leap right now, and I want you to give me a price that's going to make it worth it. If you need to like turn something around on a Saturday evening." Wow. And okay. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got it." And then he's like, uh, "He sends me something. I mean, it's not that fast. Um, I'm tr- I'm probably not going to have to work over the weekend. Well, still, it, it's but- better than like, hey, we need this right now. Stop what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, still, that's still. I mean, that's a good sign, business wise and stuff like that. Good job. But I know it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's fine. Um, so we're gonna. Yeah, that's where I am. I think I'm finally <laughs> not tired. After being tired for f- five straight days, for four uh, years, for eleven <laughs> years, yeah. Um, more, yeah. a little bit more about this later, but um, I, I'm just coming off of playing three shows in three days. Yeah, last week, um, starting a week cool ago pictures. today. Yeah, um, and well, part of this show will involve talking about some details of those shows, so mm-hmm. um, okay. I, won't, I won't get too far into it, but. That's, um, you know, Thursday night happened. I got home maybe like one fifteen, and it was just here in town. So I got home. We went on at 11. We yeah. got wrapped up out of there at 1230, like out the door at 1230, got home like around one. And I just stood in my kitchen and had a glass of water in the middle of the night. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I've got two more nights of this. Oh, boy. And on so top Thursday, of that, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of last yeah. week. And and on top of that, it was like a big week at work because it was graduation weekend and I work at a university. Yep. So not that I have anything to do with that, but the same weekend we do this big retreat, academic retreat thing where it's like, it's essentially like a trade show for us by us where all the uh, okay. academic departments kind of get together and like, like kind of circle the wagons, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a Wednesday through Friday ordeal. Mm-hmm. No PTO, no working from home, blackout dates, you have to be there kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's at the hotel in town. They feed you. It's just mostly sitting in lectures and stuff. It's not a big deal, but it's enough to be like, oof, big week, you know? Right, right. Just a lot of mental space being occupied by lots of things. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just recovering now, which is great because tomorrow night we have another show. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it done. Tomorrow night, though, is uh, one of those emo nights. Right. So that'll be fun. It's kind of different. It's, you know, if you had asked me about playing covers and stuff a few years ago, it was um, a different, I I would have answered differently than I do now. Different feeling. But it's, I still, I I don't, it's a slippery slope and I don't really love doing it all the time. It's fun now and then, or if they're like, hey, can you guys play an hour and 20? Or, (laughs) which has happened a few times already. Like, yeah, yeah, we just don't have that much material yet. So we'll have to do some covers. And like, that's not a huge deal because we, as a band, are still prioritizing original music. But Emo Night always sells out, play for a ton of people. Always pays. Always pays and usually pays pretty well. Yeah. 
So I think that's fun. It's you don't to, have to feel bad about that. And we don't <laughs> have to promote it. We don't have to do anything. We just show up. Like we that practice. doesn't encroach on your thing. That's that's its own yeah. theme show, you know? It's, right. And we're not there. It's like, oh yeah, we're we we all play in the same band, and that band is called Delaney. But like yeah, because right, there's other else. people who are who are super grouping up a little bit in order to do these shows, right? A little bit, yeah. The one yeah. of the the band we're playing with tomorrow night just does this though. Like they just do they're called the White Belts and they just do early two thousands like emo covers. Oh, okay. They just put <laughs> on emo nights and stuff all over the northeast and stuff and they, they go to those. So it's a blast though. And like, you know, you play one show and it's enough for you to buy a batch of t shirts, that's great. Yeah. Real great. Mm-hmm. Roger that. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry, I'm drinking boom sauce tonight. Boom! Blammo. I don't have my bell because it's in the hallway. <laughs> it's in the hallway because the dog hates it, and we discovered it's the thing that can really get him to shut the hell up fast. Oh. So, um, I forgot it in the hall. <laughs> Bing. Do you, do you want to, yeah, we'll just verbal bell. We can verbal bell it. Verbal bell. <laughs> we so, should have like a soundboard yeah, and right. then you wouldn't bother your dog anymore we yeah. could just technology this can you put in like a like a, a clown horn and like a bicycle bell <laughs> Aruga. yeah right uh what else what else is always on a soundboard? like a fart noise obviously yeah two or ten of those um <laughs> i don't know man soundboards. gene simmons yelling something Right, right. Explosions, fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dogs barking, that kind of stuff. The Wilhelm scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good to put in all 136 of our other episodes. <laughs> Instead of the bell. Oh, kind of late to the party now. I could go back and edit the whole back catalog. Yeah, jokes on you people who go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be so annoyed by that. <laughs> We never explain it until episode 137. <laughs> so just thought of it now. That is a time-consuming <clears throat> practical joke. God, man, that'd be a... It would probably only ever impact one person, but God, it would be a funny one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, anyway, uh, the tone control this week's feeling a little light, so we have some other stuff to talk about at the beginning of the show, um, some mm-hmm. stuff that we put off from last time. Uh, some but anyway, stuff and things. Say again? Some stuff and things. I always don't worry yeah. about it. Okay, not it's worrying about it. Um, <laughs> but first, uh, we should say thanks to our, our pals at Pedal Genie. Do it. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Man, I hate when I leave her so quiet like that. Okay, never mind. I'll turn it up in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> so that's um, the that's the ticket. All right. Last time I mentioned uh, I would have an update on Righteous Ryan's Righteous Telly. Yeah. Uh, so the deal is that the neck has been built and it's been sent to the finishing shop, which is also where the body is being uh, made. Not made, uh, but being finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're doing all the ordering through this finishing shop, MJT. M- so, MJT, who built yours? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who built... Well, they yeah, they they source everything, they paint the body, they get it ready for final assembly basically, and then you do that part yourself. Right. Okay. They do everything that takes equipment. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. Um other body well, it's like they buy the bodies from somewhere, but you can custom order via MJT. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then they do the paint and binding if you want, all that stuff. So the neck has arrived at MJT from MusicCraft, and uh, it's a roasted maple neck. So it's like oh, yeah. nice, like dark. It's not as dark as rosewood, but it's like much darker than maple, like straight regular maple. Yeah. And it looks really good. Really, really nice. There's some great like wide grain stuff near the headstock. And it's just like a really choice piece of wood. Like it's, it's going to be awesome. Right. Uh, I'm fairly sure he upgraded to the stainless steel frets. So those are, and like I've been playing my MJT telly as my main guitar in Delaney. Mm-hmm. And after these, Many shows lately, the guitar is friggin' gross because the nitro just like <laughs> yeah. really clings on to sweat and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, I, I'm more concerned with keeping my guitars clean with that have a nitro finish than the ones that don't. But uh, those frets, man, they're still kicking tons of ass. And, <laughs> you know, get the Hold stainless. Get the stainless. It's a $40 upgrade and you never have to have your frets worked on ever. Yeah. So. They're just too hard to be marred by strings. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that's getting set up there. So it goes to the finish shop because they're going to spray it with uh, nitro and like tint it so it matches that whole like retro relic vibe. And then they'll okay. also lightly age it to match the aging on the body that Ryan has ordered. So hmm. it's all going to come together. So, you know, you don't get this like relic body that looks like it's from the 60s with a brand new shiny neck on it. Yeah, yeah. So it all fits together nice. They're also going to install the tuners on that, the Cluson uh, vintage tuners. And everything is coming from them. So the body arrived also, I think, finishing on that. Like they're going to be painting it soon, hopefully cool. this week. So or they, next they week. have everything. You don't have it there in person. No, I don't. The only thing right, I okay. have is um, I have the pickups. And yeah. um, the wiring harness and the case. Because <laughs> the case, <laughs> right. all that stuff, like you don't need like relic yeah. pickups necessarily. So uh, that stuff just came in a little while ago. So it's been sitting on my workbench waiting. Um, and then once it comes in, you know, assemble. I, I, in my two builds that I've done already, I found it much easier to put the, the electronics in the body before the neck is on. Oh, yeah. Um, you so don't do want to get the strings and crap out of the way. And, have and to it's just so much easier to, to move a body around. Move it around. around on the table. Yeah. So do that and then get that neck fitted on there, string it up, you know, set it up. I, I told Ryan I'll probably hang on to it for maybe a week while it kind of adjusts to being a guitar. While it sits under stress for a minute, yeah. Yeah, so before it, you know, ships out, um, Pretty much just like when it, it's it's really a weird thing to look at all these guitar parts and be like, look at all those guitar parts. And then in in a second, it goes to a, a guitar, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a weird kind of thing. But um, you could just flip that. You could be like, there's a guitar. What? It doesn't look like one. Well, this is like using your imagination. Right. Look put it, harder. Put it together with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the... Uh, the gist of what's going on there. Yeah. Sweet. Like kind of not, not a whole lot of update, but uh, it's happening. It's happening. Awesome job. Yep. Hey, great job, everybody. All right. Um, moving on. Instagram questions. Actually, I'm going to check again right now to see if there's anything uh, new from when 
I checked a minute ago. Opening. No, okay. We're up to date. So, okay. uh, as, as mentioned on a previous, was it the last one or the one before that? I mentioned um, on recording day, we're going to post on our Instagram story that we're recording. And uh, you can do a little, you know, ask a question kind of question box on Instagram yeah. now. Uh, and people can submit questions and then we'll talk about them on the show and all that kind of stuff. So, we have three questions. One of them is this first one is from. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, and then <laughs> two of months from, ago <laughs> from today. So, first question: How many drives is too many? Uh-huh. And you and I talked about this after we stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of idiots because we can't keep ourselves together. Uh, how many drives is too many? I think it's pretty subjective because yeah, there's so and drive is a very uh, broad term, and I think. You think we mean dirt, right? I think just any, like, uh, yeah, any sort of uh, loudening effect, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we're bo- including boosts. Boosts, maybe. Oh. Be, be they clean or unclean. See, I feel like this is, we're getting into semantics, but like <laughs> my EP booster will apply dirt to my amp. Even yep. though it's not actually adding any distortion or overdrive in its own circuit, it's making my amp distort naturally. Yeah. So I, that feels like a dirt pedal. Even That's though dirt. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I have I have two. I have my Plimsoll and the EP booster, and that's it. And I don't know. I, I used to have a third one, and yeah. I just never really used it. I I didn't really enjoy how it stacked, so I got rid of it, and it was like just sort of there taking up space. However. If I had something much more unique sounding and specific to a certain effect or tone, such as a fuzz, I would absolutely be okay introducing that fuzz on onto my current setup. Yeah, yeah. I think it's totally okay to have. To, it's totally okay to have like I would say three levels. So and this and I would say this doesn't count like the clean, okay? Like so everything clean, off. Yeah, so this is like rock band stuff, right? You have clean, you have dirty, and then you have like lead or something, right? right? So something that's different like like if I was going to be if I was going to be playing high gain stuff, I could still have um well I said I said three. So so really what I meant is like crunch uh, rhythm and lead. You could you could call them like that, right? So like a like clean like, edge of breakup. Then, well, clean would be clean. Yep. Um, and crunch would be what you're thinking of. It's sort of like when a metal band plays clean. Like you know, some metal bands like they never really get clean. Yeah. They just kind of get crispy. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> rhythm, which is where all your that's got to be your high gain enough to do whatever you know whatever this sound is for this band right it's gonna have like it, the mutes and stuff like that you know depending on how gainy that, that, that tightness, is that main rhythms that main yeah, sound but that sound might have it might have a different eq balance than if you're if you're going out for a lead you might use a little less lows and stuff in that yep. sound because you really want it to sing over it and not be muddled down at the bottom or maybe it has a compressor on it kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's it's singing longer and the notes are staying more even but that's sort of like that's sort of a third thing. So I would say that that's three levels of drive. Like, but when I was back in back in the day when I was playing, um, I could have done that. I just never turned off. Like the guitar was never totally clean. Mm-hmm. Like clean was just only a little bit dirty. 
Um, so I really only had two. I had like sort of sort of dirty, and then and and I and I think I did the bore, same thing as yeah. you. Like I used to have. I used to have another thing. Like there was a blues driver on my pedal for a long time, and that would that would be like my half yeah. halfway. Um, and then I just sort of like eventually stopped using it. I started using volume knob instead. Yeah. And kind of just I was like, I don't need to carry this is like an extra, you know, bit of weight to carry around. So yeah. and another patch cable and another thing to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My- another thing to chase when you yeah. And you have signal issues. So my main sound, like I'm playing the AC30 right now, which has the master, like the twin channel master volume situation. So I've got it jumped. Yeah. And I'm using both both um, normal and top boost channels, and then mm-hmm. kind of throttling that with the master. Um, I'm sure. running it pretty crispy, and my clean, like if I were to hit my guitar hard mm-hmm. with everything off, technically clean, that sucker's, you know, that would be a, a pretty respectable rhythm tone. For sure. the kind of band that we are, you know, not a high gain yeah. thing or anything. And it's an AC30. So um, I'm getting my clean cleans, like my turbo cleans <laughs> from... Uh, Tur- from ro- <laughs> turbo cleans sounds like it's the opposite of what I think you mean. <laughs> yes. Okay. For my sparkly, like truly the cleanest of clean that I can achieve. Your country, your country cleans. Yeah. I'm rolling the volume back on that sound. So Even like, more. Yeah. So my yeah. middle... My or my middle sound is everything on ten with the amp feeling pretty hot, and then my main rock rhythm tone is the plimsoll. Like most everything is the plimsoll, yeah. and then that even has I, I ride the volume with that a lot as well to kind mm-hmm. of bridge the gap between the crunch. and then you're controlling kind of how much sustain you're going for essentially because pretty much you're, yeah. you're into clipping you're way into clipping way, by the time oh, yeah. you're using that but it's you know it's multi stage it's sort of like how much of the compression do you want right and then for leads i'll kick on the ep booster on top of that stack those suckers together <laughs> yeah and which uh, is like a mid boost ish it's a it's a clean boost with some compression uh it doesn't have I like a compressor but it, clean <laughs> well i mean it's it's not it's not it's not a yeah. distortion but it's it seems to have a pretty heavy eq to it if you ask me it does and you can switch that off with an internal oh, okay. switch but um yeah I've but who would little, do that yeah, I what have it idiot. set from the factory however it came because it sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and that adds a bit of natural compression too. And then, and now and then, I'll just use the EP boost alone, mm-hmm. not stacking with the plimsoll because that gets a nice, like, if you want that, like, a, that classic, like, kind of Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton neck pickup on a strat kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the EP booster is great for that. Um, or if I just need a different kind of drive sound, I find myself using the EP booster solo for certain drive sounds a lot when we do the cover stuff. Okay, where it doesn't, it just doesn't quite sound like the song. Yeah, because so we're covering like different. we're covering "Kill" by Jimmy World, uh-huh. and that's not really a. Th- the song has a driving chorus and stuff, but the guitar sound is not just like you know, it's not really tight and compressed. Right. So it's more like a really, uh, really crispy amp. Yeah. So. It's like a really compressy amp. Yeah. Um, So the other side of this is if you're, if you're not using like pedals and an, like if you're, if you have a fractal or something, then how many, you know, how many drives is too many? Like there's no, you're dividing by zero now. Like the equation's broken. There can't be too many. It's just each song can have its own totally separate thing. Yeah. It's meaningless. (laughs) 
Um, you know, you yeah. know, you could just you could just die, you could just download the preset for right. Jimmy Eat World's Kill. <laughs> that's true, and they're <laughs> using there. fractals now. So yeah, yeah, you'd be there. So the thing, like, so yeah, that's my answer. Is I'm using two, um, but I would introduce a third if it were different enough, such as a fuzz, like yeah. like a big muff is so sonically different. I wouldn't feel bad introducing that. I don't know if I would use it very much because it's not what I'm going for. But I yeah, and then feel it's a matter redundant. of like, is it worth carrying around? This is also different, like uh, stage or studio, because for sure, okay. Oh yeah, studio. It's like thirty oh, different these, sounds. We've got these studio. twelve tube screamers, and they sound really great stacked together. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> you know no, what but I mean. but but swapping. You know, so using a different tone for, you know, e- even using slightly different tones for each side can be effective. Sometimes I usually don't do that. I usually do them like. Stereo is is the like the main stereo guitar sound is like uh, the same. Yeah. Um, but it can add if it if it's done right, it can add some extra wideness. Sometimes I'll change guitars so. for that, um, but not yeah. Not change my sound sound like the anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next up, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Channel bound. Is that too long? <laughs> I don't know, but I I do want to keep it going. I like answering okay. the questions. It's fun. Okay. Uh, so this is from Alex at Copper Sound. He wants to know where we come down on channel bound fingerboards. So I'm looking at this. I I didn't I haven't heard exactly that phrase before. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that just means bound neck. No, not quite. So okay, a channel bound fingerboard. So a bound neck has binding added to the neck, that plastic binding that is glued on, such as on a Les Paul or something. Sure. Um, Channel bound is something that was introduced, I mean, I don't know how old it is, but it was notably introduced not that long ago from Fender. And it was, um, they've got the maple neck itself, and then they cut a channel into that and lay the fingerboard in it. Oh, so that's not binding on it's the edge. Binding. That's the neck wood. That is the neck wood, correct. It kind of yeah. looks like binding. It kind of mimics how well, binding... Well, this picture's oversaturated. Yeah, so I, I tried to I find a, <laughs> a better example, but it's tough. Um, if you just Google around channel-bound I, fingerboards... I get it. I get it. It's, what, now, now that it's pointed out to me, I can see that it was a blue dress all along. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, this channel bound fingerboard replacement neck from Sweetwater is six hundred and twenty dollars. Holy what? shit! <laughs> you can buy a guitar for that much. Like R. Kelly must have peed on it or something. <laughs> I think that's the name of the episode already. <laughs> oh man, we didn't. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's in the running. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's high on the list. But um, yeah, I, I um, I'm going to come bound. out in front of this and say I've never actually played a channel bound neck. No, um, would it but feel I, different? It shouldn't feel different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shouldn't feel different than a standard like Fender style neck, I guess. As far as I can think, I mean, binding doesn't really have a feel either. Right. I like the um, way binding looks. So. Yeah, I love it. So I guess I like this, right? It makes it look a little bit more like binding. I like, I right. I like it as an alternative to binding. Like maybe a kind of a, for more modern guitars, it looks pretty cool. Binding. Is there something are, wrong with binding? No, no. It's just so, a cool little thing. It's just a different way to build it, I think. Uh, and it's all wood. It's not like they're they're cutting a groove in the guitar to add the to glue binding in. Mm-hmm. It's just all 
there, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if there's a distinct advantage or disadvantage of it. I do think it looks really good on, on the right guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm supposed to have, I, I, that's, I unfortunately don't have a great answer. I'm sorry, Alex, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems fine. I'm trying to figure out like why not just put binding on the neck. Is there something about the way Fender builds necks that Fender necks, uh, so the bound fender neck is very much like a '60s reissue type thing. Yeah, a post CBS. But is that uh, just thing. because they just did it then, or you know it what was, I mean? Like, well, I mean, it was introduced then with the purchase from of Fender by CBS. Yeah, but um, and and it's it has had since fallen out of style. So then when you see it again, it's like on these you know custom color tellies and Jazzmasters and that kind of stuff. The big block mm-hmm. inlays. So it's, um, I think just traditionally and stylistically with Fender, bound necks are of a certain era, whereas bound bodies are, for tellies and stuff, are not not so much <laughs> bound to a certain time period. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You like that? Bing. Boy, there's a lot of $600 necks on this website. Necks are really expensive, unfortunately, and... Jeez, I only paid like two fifty for mine, and I think it's the great. one the one I got, I mean, I got a custom built. I think was like three hundred. And give me a break, right? The so this other is one, how the, I mean Gibson can price their guitars wherever they want, but this is how Fender gets you. Yeah, the replacement parts. The replacement parts is half the cost of the guitar. I mean, That's the absurd. neck is the neck is half the guitar. <laughs> Not by weight, Derek. Uh, but it is the one spot <laughs> that you. Uh, you kind of interact that with the most. That you finger the most? Yes. Correct, Justin. <laughs> Say louder for people in the back, please. Um, good. They can, no, they really, can, I mean, they can rewind. <laughs> I, I was kind of always like, oh, the you know bodies are not more important because obviously they're equally important pieces yeah. of the guitar. But like, I never really concerned myself with necks and always wondered why they were so expensive. Yeah. But they do. They're like a lot more. There's a lot of tech, right? A lot of yeah. tech and measurements. I mean, everything obviously like the the um the body, the positions of things on the body is also important. But like Right, but it's a little easier to see and see that. Most frets is, are still laid by hand. Yeah, the fret like the the exact radius ha- it affects everything and just all the everything. Yeah, yeah. There's there there's a lot. I would say that the neck is clearly the majority of the work that goes into It's also like I said, the majority of where you interact with the guitar, mm-hmm. your left hand, like if you're not feeling the neck, if it's too big, too small, whatever, that that's immediately when you pick up a guitar and you grab it, you're like, whoa, check out this neck. Like it's always what people say. Yeah. No one's right. like, oh, this this particular Strat body feels different. Like that doesn't happen. Or this, yeah, this guitar plays really well. My right hand is really happy with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, the the neck I put on the Strat that I built and sold was that was a hell of a neck. I, I'm oh, a choice it was, tree. It was a good. It was a flame. It was a triple A or quad A flame maple neck with like a chunky. You just keep C. adding A's when it gets better. Yeah, I think it was nice. a triple A, but it was um. Oh, the neighbor dogs are barking. Distraction. Anyway, it was... Um, <laughs> I was about to take that opportunity to move on to the next question. It was just a great neck. That's all I'm saying. It was a chunky a C. Good- it was like a baseball bat. It was really cool. Rad. So, anyway, and then Righteous Ryan, finally. Last question. Ooh, I'm burping. Hey, hey, hey Ryan, how, how you doing? Hey, are you bro. Hold- 
How, how are things holding up? This is a Ryan heavy episode. We talked about the righteous telly, <laughs> and now we're talking about a question. And then later we've got a righteous Ryan submission. So we're we're on it today. <laughs> but um, Ryan, I don't know why know. I laughed at that. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, feeling okay? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Humbucker or single coil? This is a... Um, That's a age-old question. It, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess, I guess uh, humbucker. Yep, that's it. Moving on. Uh, used to be single coil guy. I still, when playing alone, I think I lean towards single coil, but in the band mix, humbucker. Yeah, it's um, it's more it's more bigger. It's I a think. little easier to balance, I think. With with other instruments, I, yeah, I, I think it, it tend they they tend to just feel more even to me, like because because you know single coils being generally like lower output, like you can turn things up. That's not a big deal. You can apply more distortion, but it still is a different kind of thing. Um, yeah. So like the single coil is, you know, it's more more spring and movement to it. Does that does that feel right to you when I say that? Uh, yes, I think so. You it's know, like there's... more, um, uh, I'm trying to avoid things like, oh, it's brighter or it's thinner. Yeah, you like, know, because it's, it's, it's not just like dynamics not, because you can play any guitar quietly. Right. Um, right. Like a neck pickup on a Les Paul does not react the same way as a neck pickup on a Strat. And like, it kind of influences how you play a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You'll dig in does. differently. Yeah. So, right. Like playing, like, I love nothing more than the five-way selector on a Strat. That's still like my, f- I love it. I will never get rid of my Strat. And my uh, my Fender Tele that's got the bridge pickup, it's just not a great pickup, so I'm not super into that one. But it's still a cool guitar. It still sounds good and it's fun to play. So, but my main blue guitar, the one I built, is a double humbucker Tele and it's got the best of everything. So. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll, so I what, think depending on what you're doing, like solo, like I said, I like the single coil still a lot. Um, but band mix humbucker because of that, that more even, consistent. Not it's not that single coils are inconsistent though, because no, and they can. It, that's the thing. Like they can be weighty in the in the same. You know, they can be. They can have a lot of bottom. They could also yeah. be bright. So it it it's. it's so, I think it's mostly the mid range that's really the differentiating differentiating factor. Yeah. No, there's plenty but, of humbuckers that are like wicked dark too. So yeah, all those like you know import kind of <laughs> uh, ceramic magnet humbuckers that just destroy gain tones or you know they t- <laughs> tend to be pretty dark and stuff. But and if you go in the whole like vintage humbucker thing, they actually sound yeah. more like single coils and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. and then, and then like what's a P90? It's a fat wind single coil. Yeah. Like physically, it's a wider wind, so it like it's the Jupiter of magnets, right? And they're they have that single coil quality that that spring to them, as you said, like the bounce. Yeah. But it's um, a thicker tone. As much as I hate saying things like that, it's true. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, all all my guitars that I I I I just always leave. I don't know. I I tend to pl- like the sound of the. 
of the humbuckers until I until I don't because <laughs> then I'm I'm going back over like all the pedal demos that I've done and I always like play around with pickups just to see what's going on yeah. and routinely I'll be like oh well this is a both pickups kind of song you sure. know what I mean yeah yeah so and when playing by myself I so what do I, I usually gravitate towards the middle position um, but with the band I'm almost exclusively on the bridge pickup a lot. Yeah, you don't need that that extra fundamental tone. You know, you, you because, want more harmonics, less fundamental. And when it, you're by t- yourself, there's room for that. Right, and it ties back to the drive, how many drives question, because um, I want the brightness of that, like, jangle and chime of those lower gain settings that the bridge pickup really lends itself towards. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, okay, that's that's that. I could go on about that, but... <laughs> Uh, and you know what? It's, sure, you can. There's, there's no right answer. It is totally what, whatever. If it sounds good, it is good. If you like it, then that's the best thing. Right on. Right on. So, right on, John. Circling back, uh, I played a ton of gigs recently. And two out of those three dates that we played last week were with a band called Sleep Spirit. Mm-hmm. And there are this is local... the one you sent me. If you yeah, I did. Ago, right? I did send it to you. Aria did... wanted to listen to that. Three times in a row. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was surprised because it's it's heavier than a lot of the music that she and I listen to together. That's great these days. But she was like, I was like, here's this new band that Derek wanted to show us. And she's like, oh yeah, definitely put it on. And we listen, <laughs> and then like the it was like on the way to her dance class or something. And then on the way back, what do you want to hear? I want to hear that band again. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Because <laughs> it's like a six-song EP, right? So we can blast yeah, five, through it in yeah, half an yeah, hour. Right, just let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the EP is great. They have a new EP out, uh, just like very recently. Uh, it's very, very good. Uh, so anyway, we played two of those three shows with them. They're from Manchester here. Uh, I have not run into them before these shows, but they're great dudes. And uh, they're two, they're both, uh, uh, both of their guitar players are using full Kemper rigs. Yeah. Yeah. So Kemper into PA? Kemper into 4x12s. Okay, okay. And I asked yeah, about Yeah, Kemper that. has a power amp in it. Yeah. One of the Kempers does. They, you can buy it without it. But um, Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going to get a Kemper, like, for real, just get the powered one because you can run it right then, into a guitar yeah. cab. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're running. I, so that we saw them, and the, the sound is incredible. They sound so good. I had never heard a Kemper in person or an Axe Effects or anything like that other than so, some arena type concert, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so you're in person in a in a space where you 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 understand it better because it's a space that you can play your own amps in. It's exactly. not like an arena. Okay, so when you say so good, do you mean it sounds so much like a tube amp? Indistinguishable. Okay, okay. So you're not you're not you're not saying to me they sound better than a capital R real amp. I mean, you're well, saying they sound just like that. They sound exactly. They sound, they sound, you're saying turn your back to it and it's like, oh. You'd never know. Yeah. You'd never know. And I've yeah, been yeah. Re- actually, since this, since these two shows, I've been reading and looking into Kemper's very closely because this show, these two shows, I was like, oh yeah, Kemper's are really great. They're the big competitor with Fractal and, you know, I know they're an incredible piece sort, of hardware. Sort of a different thing, but yeah. Yeah, but this was like, I, seeing it in person, I was blown away. Yeah. And, and the simplicity of the rig, 
how good it sounded. And so anyway, the one thing the simplicity, that I, that's a that's quite a comment too, because you're yeah. you're directly talking about uh a very complicated piece of hardware. Well well but fractal like, though, like like or, or you know, any of the modeling stuff, like mm-hmm. there's a complexity there. <laughs> For sure. And the, the Kemper, so. like it is complex. It can get there, but they roll in with the 412 cab. They put this uh you know rack case up on top of it that's got the Kemper in it and some other stuff. Yep. And they just boom right in. They've got the Kemper foot switch as well. Yep. So it's like a little a MIDI, not MIDI, it's like a controller for the, the yeah. patches and like other stuff. It's like a 10, 10, 12 10, button monster. Yeah, and like it can do the banks and there's a tuner on it and all that, all that jazz. Um, and then boom, they're off to the races. You know, there's yeah. like nothing else to set up. They plug straight into the front of this motherfucker <laughs> and just rip face. So it sounded so good. And so does this have it, effects and everything in it too? It does, yeah. Okay. So the main thing about the Kemper is it's a profiling amp. So what it does is it it clones real life amps exceptionally By well. By listening to them, it plays like signal sweeps and sounds and stuff through them, and then you right. plug your guitar in and kind of fine tune it a little bit more, even. Exactly. So um, I only talked to one of their guitar players about the specifics of what he was running, but he was using a JCM eight hundred clone. Okay. And it's just like thunderous. and you can download profiles, like you can buy profiles online of, of yeah famous yeah. amps. And famous amps, and actually what I've been reading and realizing is people are doing like, oh, here's a twin reverb sound, but also included in this pack is the twin reverb with a clon in front of it. So people are running okay. it, with, running like profiling Oh, so amps is that how gear. you do effects? Like, You can, or it's also got, you know, built-in effects, okay. much like the Axe effects would. It has built-in stuff. Right, so all your modulations and things that you can put yeah. in the chain, in the loop of the amp, that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. But it's like, oh, I, I love the sound of those vintage Tweed Deluxes with, you know, a Klon in it. And you can't go buy those things, but you can get a profile made of it. And and the profile exists with the Klon as like an always-on, you know, because it's part of the rig that was profiled. But you could like foot switch between the rig with it and the rig without it. Yeah. And effectively, it's a pedal. Effectively, like you could, yeah. It'd be two separate profiles, but yeah. But you can well, you have the foot switch, so right. You, can't you exactly? Just, yeah, it wouldn't operate like. Yeah, essentially, it would be the same. Assuming, assuming that, it keeps your knob positions. Exactly. Because, because that's that's the trick here is when you when you pr- use this profiling amp, it's got knobs like a regular amp would for the EQ stack and the gain and stuff like that. So it's behaving just like a. That's why I kind of figured these were a little bit more like a traditional amp. They're they're digital, but they are appearing to the user more like yeah. a traditional amp yeah, than Fractal for sure. is. For sure. Because you can basically, like, you can assign it, okay, now this is my profile JCM900. Um, now I can treat it like an amp. You know? Yeah, it's Which, got and, and, and like, like some of the modelers yeah. are like that. You know, the 11 rack is like that. Like the knobs on the front will function just like amp knobs if you want them to. Right, and this, that's what the Kemper does. And yeah. so like once you're in, once you've got your profile up and running, like it's just an amp. Yeah. And I, I was just, not that I was ever skeptical of this stuff, but I was like, I always wanted to hear one. And I always wanted to, to wonder, I was always wondering like, like what, what is the deal? Not how good can it sound, because I know they sound good. But this was like, oh, shit. Like, I it was floored. And now I'm, like, mm-hmm. looking at after I buy this computer, maybe I'll just passively put <laughs> money aside until I can afford one. Cause well, it's $2,700 for the package with the foot switch. New. But they are popping up used all over the place now. Okay. 
The the one without a power amplifier is only is a lot cheaper. It's only like it's only like five hundred. It's not that much less, right? Um, and I was thinking of that, like, oh, the front of house thing is cool, but like venues, just you know, stinky oh, no, rock yeah. clubs can't really handle that. Like local, if they have places. bad monitors, you know, yeah. yeah so and, and they pointed that out to me when we were talking before one of the shows. He's like, oh yeah, we use the four twelve or use a cab because you want the stage volume. You know, if the monitors are not great, and then it yeah. just works like any other guitar. Amp. Well, it's not enough of a cost difference. You know, it's twenty two seven. Oh yeah, and to without, have, have the, the option power. there, like yeah, it's yeah. just oh man. But it was so cool. And then seeing them the next night, it was their setup super easy again. It was just like God, it sounds so fucking good. And nice. It's it just super cool to see, like it's kind of a local band, just a having a gear like that. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it. And it was awesome. Cool. So, and then job, in, the, in the friggin' basement of the second show we played with them, they were like, oh, we heard you do a podcast. And I was like, you heard right. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about this very podcast. And I was like, you guys, I'm going to be talking about these rigs on the show next time we record. So get ready for that. So Craig, <laughs> Tim, if you're listening, it sounded great, guys. <laughs> hey, good job, guys. My daughter yeah. likes your music. <laughs> Let's... She's, she's three. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's not. She's not like sixteen. No, she's uh, she's three. She yeah. doesn't. Yeah, that that's why this is. So I'm not. It, I was about to say that's why this is funny. It's not like funny to us. Like she likes listening to all kinds of music, and I love that we didn't like um, steep her in a pot of uh, kids' music. Yeah, for sure. You know, like we just listen to all kinds of different stuff. Like my wife and I will compare at the end of the week like what did we listen to this week with aria and i was like <laughs> oh well this week derek shared with me this uh this band from out where he lives and um it's a little heavier than what we normally would but she wanted to hear it three times and uh my wife was like oh we were listening to carrie underwood most of this week <laughs> you well, know I mean, so it's super variable that's the thing oh, though always good undeniably good music is just undeniably good so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on. Okay. 45 um, minutes into this show, we're getting started. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is all part of the show. Come on. Yeah, what's in the show is in the show. What's in the show is part of... You know it's in the show if when you push play on the podcast, you hear it. That's how you tell. Justin, that was stupid. That was stupid? I thought it was really good. <laughs> Did you think that was stupid? It was a little Man, stupid. Damn. Well, I think I said it with the, a confidence, though, that could have really <laughs> snuck under the radar if you hadn't just totally thrown me under the bus. I think we were good with what's in the show is in the show. Okay, you wanted to let it hang there. Yeah. Well, I was hoping if I kept talking, it would come back around and become funny again. Hasn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do the Pedal Genie. Yeah. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with flex of just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes 
includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Cool. I always laugh when she says stuff with a weird accent. <laughs> and I try not to laugh on the thing, because I know I'm just going to mute myself anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Okay. Well, I can't. Don't I can't, pull a muscle. Well, I can't plug in until she's done talking because I use this. I, I oh. use the same input for her as I do for the guitar. I've only got two inputs that Derek can hear, so, um, so that's the deal. Okay, that's going off. This is going on. Power. Tell the, the kids at home what you have. Okay, the kids, dear kids at home. Uh, today I have from JHS the Kodiak. Analog tremolo. Still in tune. Okay. So with tap tempo. With tap tempo, yes. It has it's a it's a regular like Hammond size. I forget the you know the normal size pedal. I'd, I should learn yeah. I should I should be a true nerd and learn like the name of the the exact Hammond case that this size is. It's a regular is. shaped pedal. Just it's a regular friggin' pedal. Uh it's a this is a tremolo, everybody. Um, it's got two switches on it. It's got a bypass switch. And then the other one is a little uh, soft touch tap tempo. And it's also got a jack on the side that can take expression or external tap. Yay. Great. I'm undoing it. Come on, you bastard. There we go. Ooh. Are you on the ramp wave? So I haven't I haven't played with the knobs yet. Um, so what have I got? I got a speed knob. Get that up so we can hear what's going on. So I've got um, a ratio knob that appears to have subdivisions. Uh, it's labeled with with uh, uh, sheet music notes. Yep. So it's like so quarter note, eighth note, and then uh, the uh, eighth note triplet. Yeah, it looks like tri- triplet eighths and then sixteenths. Right. Let's crank the speed down a little bit. We'll hear it come back down. So that's a um, that's a smooth turning. Rotary controller. Oh, cool. But it has okay. like a hard demarcation when it gets the sort of the four quadrants of, of what it can do. Okay. okay. Um, then in the middle, there's a, a mix. So we can, um, you know, have 100% tremoloed signal or a, a light mix that just kind of makes it throb a little bit. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's say I want a little more volume out of the thing. Uh, so then we have wave shapes. Uh, so let's see. So this looks like the sine wave. Kind of. So if bottom, I put in, bottom if I tr- left sine wave? Y- yeah. So with yep. the mix all the way up, it's still pretty intense. Use a different speed here. Uh, then we've got... Let's skip that one. Okay, so let's go over to a square wave. Oh, this yeah. is always a fun sound for tremolos, I thought. Yeah. So I think um, with a square wave, I, I for one thing, you get this absolute on-off 
kind of thing that happens when you turn the mix all the way up. Yeah. It's you, do, you do your speed right. I mean, you can really, it can almost sound like you're doing like a mute switch thing. So because this has a tap tempo, you could easily tap it into your song, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but then with the mix down, I always felt like squares can, uh, let's turn up the subdivisions here. They, they tend can to sound disappear a, quickly. I, I, they, they do, but I think they can sound a little bit more like harmonic tremolos, like the power section tremolos oh, yeah, that we yeah. always love. You know, they have this, like, they have the impression of a tremolo without it, like, really going up and down that much. Right. Okay. So that's at, like, 50% mix. Oh, all right. So really, cool. it really subtles out. I mean, like you're saying, it disappears. Like, if I turn the, if I turn it down to... Uh, what am I doing? Like ten, like a uh, uh, my clock is backwards. Like ten o'clock. <laughs> I mean, it's just sort of some movement. Like I'll compare it to off. Oh, I got a lot of volume on this thing. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, like, it's yeah. like almost nothing, right? So we turn it up. Okay, so uh, the ramp wave. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, it's almost like uh, it's mimicking like a reverse sound, kind of, but... Not. Yeah, right, it makes you think about that. Huh. That's a good reverse sound, yeah. It's a little like snap that. to it. So with the mix all the way up. That's cool. Oh, that's pretty neat. I do dig that. Okay, so the last setting that I skipped over is, is random. Oh, I'm gonna, is turn, that what that I'm gonna is? turn it back to a quarter note subdivision so that we can it's really a, hear it's it. It's the little registered trademark symbol, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, it's a little R with a circle. It definitely means random." Oh, interesting. Let's get a faster speed here. So, what is it? It's randomizing the wave shape. Yeah, you know, it sounds. I got the mix all the way up. It does. It seems almost like it's um, it's like a square step, but the step sort of has a randomized position where it is in the waveform, right? Like sometimes it's always on or off, but sometimes it's an in-between position. Hmm. And then it seems to be sort of like snapping between those. Because you can hear it. You can hear it like popping almost. Yeah, like pop, so pop, what pop, do they pop, say pop. about this in their, in their uh, blurb here? Cause it, so here's the other thing that's going on right now. Uh, I'm pulling this pedal out for the first time right now, but also JHS's page is like down for being rebuilt, and they're like, "It'll be back in June. So, <laughs> see you in like three weeks." <laughs> you know, it seems to be repeating. It seems to be going that like it's like a step up or something. Yeah. I wonder if it's different if I like change the speed in the subdivision. No. No, same so, so yeah, it's, it's a little more obvious now. There we go. Oh, is it rhythmic? Is it R for rhythmic, not random? Maybe. It is. It is. I'm reading it here. That's why we didn't need a website. Yeah, so I found a reverb. <laughs> Rhythmic, page. not it's, random. Yeah. <laughs> I was so so I assumed random because I looked at the light and it, it appeared to be doing weird stuff. Because there's oh, okay. a light, um 
there's a bypass light, and then there's another one that sort of throbs with the with whatever's going on, right? Got with the, it. With the, okay. the pattern. Yeah, that's pretty rad. So if I mix that one down in a little bit more. Nice. This thing is kind of fun with the mix all the way up, though, isn't it? Yeah. I really like this. Yeah, I like that ramp sound a lot. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> Like most JHS pedals, except that one tube screamer thing that was insane, this is basically pretty straightforward and doesn't have a lot yeah. of controls. It just does what it's supposed to do. The uh, expression would probably be fun. Um, yeah. I wonder what you can control with the expression. I would want it to be the mix because I, we already have a tap tempo for speed, so I don't need it to be for speed. Yeah, but I like the ramping sound of speed change on trim. Like tapping it in, it's just like a boom. It changes once you've tapped twice. You know, right? Instantly justified. Right. Whereas I like that whole like the speed change on. Oh, they uh, they said it changes the speed, so you win. Oh, cool! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Mix would be cool though too, because it would like yeah. it'd be a cool way to go from a really a heavy stuttery sound to a more background sound without having to Turn either use off. two pedals or two pedals. Yeah. 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 Mm. So yeah, the um, just select tap via the selector near the top of the control input. Hold on. Yeah. On the oh, side, I see. There's a, a switch on the side that that yeah. cho chooses. So it chooses whether the expression jack is a tap tempo or an expression. Right. So and that's the whole switch. deal. Easy, easy peasy. Runs on nine volts, ten milliamps. Um, power or uh, yeah, power input output on the top looks like. Yep. Expressions on the side, switches on the other side. Cool. Good. It's 200 bucks. $200 or as low as $9 a month. I feel like 200 is a, that, that's a rock star price on this thing. You know? Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Isn't JHS usually a little on the pricey side? They're, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> depending on what you're comparing it to, but like as far as the other, like, I feel like we've talked about JHS making their tube screamers and charging big dollars for something that should be cheap. That kind of thing, yeah. But I think trims tend to float around, like the good trims are in this price range for the most part. And this feels Unless right in step with they have a Strymon logo on them. Does Strymon make a trim? Oh, they do, the Flint, duh. Yeah. <laughs> That's still like the best thing though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, GHS, we were trying to review your pedal and accidentally talked about Strymon. Talked about how good Strymon is. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's, cool. the, that's the story. Speaking of Strymon, uh, I still have the Deco. I haven't sent it back yet, <laughs> which is why I'm not going to talk about it Because you've been again. playing it? Because I have actually been using it. and uh, With, with been, uh, two amps? No, uh, running it into Logic. Mm. So I'm sitting at my desk here practicing emo songs and, and just kind of recording little bits of pieces and things as you do. And, and I'm using it like as an always-on, like, one would use a tube screamer or a clone or something. Like it's just kind of there to make things oh, better. Okay, so you're not using the stereo aspect no, of it. No, I'm at using all. the the tape saturation drive thing. <laughs> Great, and you're it, gonna get it. You're gonna get the the bug. 
the I'm, saturation no, I, bug. I am going to send this back, um, but it's just like I was playing and I clicked it on. I was like, oh, that, you know. You know, because but we talked so about that, like how nice. subtle it is, how it's such Very a difference subtle, that you shouldn't yeah. need. But like I got on a kick for a long time where I was doing any like rock and roll mix, almost any mix. Like I was putting like saturation type plugins, like just strapping them across the whole thing before I even start. I was like, I just put in this, this little hair on everything and then mm-hmm. beginning. And then I kind of got out of it. And then I was like, I started to to get into this other m- mood, right? And I was like, I was getting rid of all my fancy plugins and stuff. And I was like, I just need like a graphic EQ. Like I was just putting an EQ on it, like whichever compressor, it's going to be fine. And I, I sort of got pretty stock plugin E for a while. Mm. And then the last like two mixes I've done, I started I started putting the tape stuff on there again. And then you're like, why did I ever stop? <laughs> I know. And now now I'm so now the last the last two mixes, once again I'm back to having the console saturation on every plugin on, on every track and the tape saturation on every track and bus. And then a bunch of them also have Soundtoys Decapitator, which is like a straight up uh, like distortion plugin. Like it can mm-hmm. get really nasty. Uh, and like even on guitars and stuff like that. Like I do that a lot on drums, but even on guitars when I was just like, uh, these need to be a little like exactly that. These need to be just a hair thicker, but I don't want to EQ up yeah. like the low mids because that crowds everything. So just like it makes it just gives it a little extra. Yeah. Kicking the ass. Yeah, but it's guitars, not a drive pedal. snare it's drums, like just, all this stuff. Like snare drums, oh, I can't hear the snare drum, but it's hitting the meter already. Well, the way to make it louder is a little distortion. <laughs> and it'll, yeah. it will seem so much louder and the meter doesn't move at all. And so you're essentially like doing that with your guitar. Like going back to what you were saying earlier about pickups, like yeah. easier to fit into a band when you're not pumping quite as much low end out of your guitar. You don't need all that. Somebody else is handling that. Well, this guy, <laughs> this guy's going to thicken things up without actually adding like signal level to that part of it in any significant way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's the deco. Go back and check out the previous episode <laughs> about that. It's a tape saturator. It's basically a tape deck in a pedal. Yeah. So you got a tape saturation and then a second deck where you can add tape delay, but only one repeat. So it's like mm-hmm. an actual tape deck. But uh, it sounds good. Like I don't, I could not justify spending that amount of money on it, but it's <laughs> like I haven't sent it back for a reason, I guess. This would be a great thing to model into your Kemper. Heads up, 100%. everybody. 100%. Dar- he- heads up, guys. Uh, hey, guys in Sleep Spirit, if yeah, you want to model Yeah, Sleep Spirit, guys, just come over to Derek's house. <laughs> Coke. We'll, mo- we'll just know. add this. <laughs> And then he can send it back to Pedal Genie. (laughs) Probably send it back tomorrow. But yes, that is an option. (laughs) Turns out they practice like a half a block from where I work. Like what are the... the I never see them around town or anything. Anyway, okay. Yes, thanks to Pedal Genie. Uh, We like you. You're good to us. And pedals are fun. Yeah. Good job. It sounds like I'm being a dick about it, but no, they're the best and they're wonderful people mm-hmm. and they have a wonderful service. And for real, like I wouldn't try this deco otherwise. Yeah. So last up tonight, Ryan has sent us in uh, another of his lovely interviews with, uh, in this case, uh, an- another on the long list of fuzz builders. <laughs>
What's with Ryan's a, fuzz thing? I, was well, that a jab at Ryan or a No, fuzz? it's just like obviously he's super into fuzz, and that's not a dig, but it's like it's conspicuous. You know what I'm I mean? I'm going to make a statement here. Yeah. Fuzz is the craft beer of guitars. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, right? No, I'm sorry. Fuzz <laughs> is the IPA of guitars. How about that? Oh, okay. guitar, guitar stuff. <laughs> because it's sort of an acquired taste and now it's a fad. Um, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> Maybe it's an acquired taste, but like it's for guitars anyway. But it's uh, a lot of like really small detail that people are talking about. And a lot of um, <laughs> not, not small sonic detail. And a lot of uh, it is prone to cork sniffing and uh, <laughs> snake oil, you know, like that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, All right, all right. So, um, not saying that's happening here at all. I just mean, fuzz is a realm of, of guitar gear that I don't really dip into very much. (laughs) And it's because it's like, you know, oh, well the, this batch from the third week in June from EHX 1974, (laughs) Big Muff, whatever, blah, 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 is the best batch. (laughs) How do you know that? Why? I I don't have the patience for that, but Ryan does. So, um, (laughs) keep on the payroll. (laughs) Uh, obviously, we have a lot more detail on the website of the whole like interview that Ryan did and sent it to us, which is so awesome. And dig in for more detail. But like, let's hit the high points. Um, tell me who Tom Cram is. Tom Cram runs Spiral Electric Effects. Tom Cram is also the guy who recently resurrected Digitech DoD. Okay. Like zombies from the ashes. Yes. So remember how in recent years Digitech like came back with like actually good gear. I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you at well, your like word. Well, like the the Polera, the obscure, <laughs> like that. No, kind I know. Of stuff. I know what you're talking about. I yeah, know what you're talking about. he did that. Yeah. And then this is his pedal company. So he's got some like major company cred, but he's also making like really cool. This is this is his pedals. his other hustle. This is his right. uh, personal. So thingy. um. So Tom worked on specifically that I read the Obscura, the Polera, the DoD two hundred and fifty, and a few others. So cool. the DoD um, Carcosa Fuzz, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The first thing I noticed about these drive pedals is he's putting them in the enclosure upside down on the bottom. Yeah, I was about to say that when I got a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. It's so good, and like, it's does it make it easier or better to build or something? I don't know. Oh, for but sure. Because you don't have that stupid thing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, trying to wiggle yeah. your way around the edge of it, right? So he's working yeah. on a flat plate and then putting Dropping the enclosure the, over the back of it. Yeah. yeah, it's smart. It's truly wise. I think most pedal cases are are slightly trapezoidal. So the bottom plate is just yeah. a hair larger than the top, but that would be the inverse here. Not a big deal. Still plenty of surface no, area. No, not a big deal. I mean, the, I think the reason that this isn't the traditional way to do it is probably because the screws show. Yeah, and it looks dope. But yeah, other, it does. But I mean, yeah. like like JHS is like, that. we don't build ours upside down because then the screws would show. And then we would yeah. look dope and we don't want that. <laughs> Not until themselves. JHS comes along and rips off this guy. <laughs> Derek, it's a collaboration. Sorry. Inspired <laughs> by Tom So Crane. there's two pedals on show here. Um, the yellow spiral drive and the black, you guessed it, 
Spiral Drive. Fuzz. Yep. Spiral Fuzz. 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 So One's the a yellow... drive and one's a fuzz, except yeah. they're definitely both fuzzes, aren't they? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so the yellow, it does It does mostly live in in the world of overdrive. I think I, I watched a few demos about it, but it's a very unique overdrive. It's got like that, that fuzz quality, that like kind of unpredictable, a little rough around the edges. It's a not crazy. Like a, a little crazy, but it's not extremely high gain or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it can definitely get into a fuzz territory, but just right at the maximum, it seems like. Uh, I'm sure that depends on if you're stacking it with other stuff or, or whatever. But um, it sounds like it's got a little bit of a natural like fuzz octaving happening to me. Uh, like, like there's enough of the first harmonic that it sounds like yeah, an octave like kind of thing. It's not an octave fuzz. There's no octave switch or anything like that, but it's got this like sort of yeah. thing about it that that's doing a bit of that natural octave sound. Yeah, so, yeah. which I I love it. It sounds really really good. Um there's three knobs, gain, girth, and output. And the girth and then, is a this is this, this I like. It's a rotary, I, yeah. It's a rotary selector. So I I like when people are doing this with their pedals. I I like I tend to like this more than like an EQ stack. So this is um an, an a capacitor network that he's built that uh changes the way the low end reacts essentially. Mm-hmm. So they're just on you know it's a six position switch by the look of things and just different levels of how the bottom is going to hit the clipping circuit. Yeah, you it says it retains the highs and increases the low end. Increases or decrease, right? Cuz right, I mean yeah. some of them are kind of filters and some of them are you know kind of the other yeah, so they're basically just different kinds of caps in there and doing stuff I, I think that's a that's a cool way to do it that's how I do too. palisades was doing all the fun stuff with the tube that's right circuit. that's right um and then it's got a three-way way. toggle switch for uh different clipping diode options yep so there's that so there's that i mean it's too. there's a so, between but i'm saying between that and the six rotary yeah. positions there's a ton of sounds on this thing oh yeah i'm into it uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm into yeah, it. I like it sounds, the way that sounds. It sounds cool. It's um based loosely based on the DOD two fifty overdrive, that kind of classic overdrive pedal from many, many years ago, but with quote choice alterations. <laughs> <laughs> so think of it as like maybe a heavily modded DOD two fifty. Uh okay. Yeah. I've chosen cool. to think of it that way. Uh, and then if you look at the look at the store page that we linked in the show notes, you can get the same pedal in all these different finishes. Yeah, essentially he's like industrially distressing the metal cases yeah, with like, uh, acid or smoke and other it's like weird chemically stuff. treated. And so it like strips I don't know if he paints it first and then does something to it. I think it. he's just doing it directly to the metal. Um like cop, copper he's doing like some patina kind of deals like I think he's Oh, but he must be masking the parts of it like that are labels like gain. It looks like it's Oh, do you think it's a mask? I thought I assumed that was printed. It looks like a mask to me. If you look at it could be. But how would he do that? It's so detailed. Oh no, he's he's etching it after the finish is done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I if you it, zoom yeah. in, you can see it's like an etch. Okay, so he's he's uh, essentially like etching the markings. That's pretty cool. So he's he's rusting and patinaing the metal in whatever That's pattern. Great. 
That's, that's so much better rad. than like regular paint. Oh man, that's cool. Scratching it off. Good detail. Good typeface choice. It's rad, yeah. <laughs> Single foot switch on off. Uh, and then it's 250 bucks, and you get your choice of finish. There's currently seven available. Like these are extremely boutique, but it's killer. So are these individual pedals? Like this is how yes, this one came yes. out. So, so this you is say the Y57, buy... that's the copper haze finish that's here. And there's another well, there's, copper haze finish yeah. that looks different. Right, but they're the same treatment, but the finish came out a little bit differently, and you get to pick between the two if you want the copper haze. If you want uh, desert patina, currently desert patina is really nice. I do like that. I like them all really. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the smoke finish Y five nine. Yeah, it's cool. Big big yellow knobs on these things that are mostly like a brownish blackish pedal enclosure. It's a cool look. Very very cool look. Uh, yeah, it's so, a little bit fallout. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yellow so it, knobs for the yellow spiral drive. Moving on. The black fuzz spiral. The black, black spiral fuzz. Formerly black rose, and then he figured out his shit and named them correctly. Well, he got a cease and desist. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is truly a fuzz. It is much fuzzier than the yellow, but can also dip its toe into more straightforward you know, rock tones kind of regular drive sounds. Uh-huh. Um, this is based on the Maestro FZ1S, which later became, an early version of that later became the DOD Carcosa Fuzz, mm-hmm. which is one of the pedals that he worked on to help revive DOD, from what I understand. I hope I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> read, um, read the interview for more. <laughs> yeah. This... This is designed to work best with the crunchy amp of a channel, uh, crunchy, uh, crunchy channel of an amp. So crunchy like amp if, of a channel, I got come, that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm with you. Yep. So it it has the same. Not this. I don't know if it's the same clipping diode options, but there's also like a a three way selector for different clipping options. There is a fourth knob on this. I'm gonna. Oh man, you know what? I do like. I don't know which one I like the look of better, the yellow or the black. Based on the finishes. Mm. Look at this acid drop one. Oh, sh**. Wait, I how come I can't see him? Sorry, I, I'll, I'll relink. If you Actually, if you go to shop at the top and then click oh, I'm Black on the wrong. Files, I'm on the like, yeah. detail page. Um, shop page. Bing in the show notes. Uh, it says four knobs. We've got oh, gain. Yeah, that is nice. It's got some nice greens in it. Gain, detail, output, and bias. Yep. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Separate gain and bias controls allow you to like really manipulate the fuzz characteristic a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get really zippery, splatty, farty sounds and kind of more like honky. This is here on the site, horn-like. Yeah. Cool. And it does have the same three-way selector uh, for clipping diodes, but it goes from between silicon and germanium. Yeah, well, he's always using this this N two thing, the molecular junction. Yes, sorry, I should the have said nanolog that. molecular junction. So that's sort of uh, if you read his story about it, like that's sort of what this pedal is about: is this thing, this N two nanolog molecular junction. So it's this little component, 
Um, and it it's there's something about it that it, like this was in that FZ1S that you know he tells the story about. Well, finding it's also it in the store. it's in the yellow too. It's the same the same thing, yeah. So it's Except this thing the, that he loves to build on, I guess. So right, and the the other one. So the yellow is the N2 is always on, and then you can choose between just the N2, N2 plus LED clipping, or N2 plus silicon clipping. And then ah. sub that in the black for N2 by itself or silicon and germanium. Correct. I was on my way to that tab. Yeah. yeah it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Much, But yeah, it's a much heavier sound. It's much fuzzier. Uh, it sounds huge. Friggin' huge. Like also humongoid? 250. Yeah. Also 250 bucks. Same design. Like the upside down case and the laser etched graphics and the, the crazy chemical burns, you know. Yeah. Good shit. There's currently five of these available. Ryan said... <laughs> Our pedals do not have a battery option. Batteries are bad for the environment, and there are a ton of excellent power supplies on the market. <laughs> Subtext, man, get bent if you don't like it. <laughs> not to put words in this guy's mouth, but hell yeah. <laughs> batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Ryan mentioned in his email to us that he's tried both of these. Cool. Uh, and, you know, does he I think they're his, right? I take his word for it. I think he, he would, he might even say they're righteous. He might. <laughs> hey, now. So definitely uh, head to the website, uh, tonecontrolshow.com, and you'll be able to read. The, uh, the quick little interview that Righteous Ryan did for us uh, with Tom Cram, uh, head, head, uh, head fuzz at Spiral Effects. <laughs> spiral, spiral Electric Effects. Head fuzz man. Head, fu- head fuzzer. <laughs> head fuzzy boy. Fuzzy boy. Jesus. <laughs> it's boy with an eye. Oh, no. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. All okay. right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, hey, how you doing? How am I doing? How you doing, Justin? I'm gonna be fine. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna endure this as I have endured everything. Um, so that's about the size of it, right? Yeah. 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 Should we um Should we conclude this shenanigans? Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Uh, uh, from if, all of us here at the Tone Control, <laughs> have uh, a good actually, night. Unless you're listening to this in the morning, in which case, <laughs> get. F- <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so it's really your fault if you get insulted by that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have listened okay. at a different time. I was going to ask a real question of the audience. Oh, were you? Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, if, if anyone's if still liked, listening, Derek has a question. <laughs> yeah, if you like the format of this show, how it's a little bit different, like we had the questions and more discussion-y things, let us know. And if you do like it and want us to talk about something in particular, also let us know what that is. Let us know by asking us questions because that will cause this to happen. <laughs> yeah, that was originally the uh, the idea behind this show, and then we never really followed through on the whole discussion part. And then the tone jerk swooped in and took that idea and ran with it, did it way better than we ever could. (laughs) So now we're going to up our own self-challenge and see if we can just steal it from them. Steal it back. Yeah, Yeah. the ball's ours now. (laughs) (laughs) The the ball we were never playing with in the first place. Right, right. The ball we left on the field. So anyway, but for real. Metaphor over. I I do kind of like changing up the format now and then. Yeah, yeah. 
It's good. So, yeah. It's also easier to put a show together with this kind of stuff when we have a really busy couple weeks. Yeah, if you've ever heard us talking about some news item and thought, well, this is stupid. They must be really digging. It's probably because we were. Because that's exactly what happened. very literally the truth. So, anyway, uh, find us on the socials network. Go listen to Sleep Spirit. They're great. They're super fun. EP Mm -hmm. rips. It's Um, good. It has swear words in it. So if your three-year-old has a problem with that, just be warned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we also I didn't mention this we played with another band called Everway they were great like super hooky very very uh, put together I was afraid you were going to say but no 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 it was, it was fabulous <laughs> uh, they just put out a new EP like a week ago and it kicks butts and then we also played with a band called Northern Hands they're really new and they don't have anything out yet but but definitely keep tabs on them if you're interested in finding cool local music in greater southern New Hampshire <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Also, probably go out to see some friggin' rock and roll shows if you're out in southern New Hampshire because there's apparently a lot of them. <laughs> there's a, so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> whenever, whenever we're booking shows, like, who should we ask? Who, who should we get to play the show? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know anyone anymore. But uh, it's coming out of the woodwork. I mean, it's still very, I, I was a little worried that whatever scene was here was dead. Uh, and it's it's just because I disappeared. So it, <laughs> it was it you. very much, it was me. It was you that which, was the dead one. Which I'm I'm glad to find. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely happening. And actually, the other thing that's very interesting, a lot of bands I'm seeing incorporating uh, laptops playing tracks and mm-hmm. stuff, running a click. More high tech rigs for local kind of people small trying shows. to trying to bring the quality up to the next notch. The quality is vastly improved. That's from awesome. What we were doing, I think. So yeah. it's very All right. Cool. Well, everybody, make sure you watch the Delaney page. What's the next shows after this one comes out? Uh, hang on, I got to pull up my calendar. So the next show is tomorrow, but that's not yeah. any good. Uh, the next show is going to be on Memorial Day, actually, the Monday, the 27th of May, 2019. At um, I know, right? Monday gig. <laughs> I uh, wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at that you said 2019. Like <laughs> Year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, it is at O'Brien's in Alston, Mass. We're playing with a band called Us Lights, and we played with them a week ago today, and they were super cool. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I it's in the notes. I completely overlooked it. Oh. They played their guitar player played an electric twelve string live like a fucking <laughs> animal. <laughs> wow! Yeah, stepping up. He was playing a bad cat, and he had a Line Six Helix rig and all that stuff, and he had this electric twelve string. It was, and you remembered it, didn't you? That's why he did it. Yeah, I remembered it. Uh, and he had uh, so it was drums, guitar guy, and a keys player covering the bass territory, and so that's a very right. very cool. I'm going to send you their album right now because it's fun. All right. Hey, real quick, uh, I got an email from Anchor, uh, the people that host this podcast, and you can now leave us a voicemail on the Anchor website as well as in the app. So if you wanted <laughs> to leave us a, uh, a voicemail, didn't want to get the app, you can now go to Anchor.fm. And do it through there. And we'll do we have like, like, like a slash or something on there? I don't know. I have not looked into okay. it yet. I only well, just saw the email before I came up here. But yeah. um yeah, you find the show, you know, through the show notes, you'll find the tone control anchor FM link. And then you can leave us a voicemail if you want, uh, either there or in the app or or whatever you so choose. Cool. Cool. So anyway, yes. Uh, okay. find us on the socials and uh, we'll talk to you next time, I guess, right? See you later, unless we don't. 
for some reason. So we'll let you know if we're yeah. not going to talk to you next time. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? Okay. All right. See you later. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.